Star Wars 7 by 7 episode 1378 today. Everything we know about Kira, the mysterious femme fatale played by Emilia Clark in Solo, a Star Wars story. Punch it, Chewie. Hey, I'm Jason Fry, author of many Star Wars stories and the Jupiter Pirate series, and you're listening to Star Wars 7 by 7 the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7. So yesterday we talked about Tobias Beckett, that would be Woody Harrelson's character in Solo, A Star Wars Story, and all the new things that we know about him now that we've had all of these additional reveals of toys and trailers and whatnot. Now it's time for us to take a look at Kira, the mysterious femme fatale played by Emilia Clarke. We don't know a lot, as <laughs> would certainly make sense for having a femme fatale who is keeping an air of mystery to herself. A lot of what we know comes from the interview that she did with Anthony Bresnik of Entertainment Weekly, and also a little snippet here and there, too, throughout the whole cover story that they did on Solo, a Star Wars story back a couple of months ago. Alden Ehrenreich, for his part, talks about her and says that, um, they've known each other for a long time, and she's a very important person in his life, that being Kira in Han Solo's life. And when asked if she's more savvy than he is or less idealistic, he says, I think she has a slightly different way of handling herself in this tough universe. She's better at working the system rather than bucking against it. And you kind of get the idea that Solo is a person who tends to buck against the system more than he actually works with it. And we'll get to the things that Amelia Clark says about the character in a little bit. For right now, let's talk about what we get from the Super Bowl commercial and the teaser and the trailer. There are just a couple of lines of dialogue, actually maybe not even as much as we get from Tobias Beckett. One of them, of course, is the infamous line about how she's the only one who knows what Han really is. And he says, yeah, what's that? Really? <laughs> and worries about what she's going to say. And of course because she has that deeper knowledge of him and knows him from when they were two young street rats together, then yeah, she can credibly say what that is. And it's going to be left to us as to what kind of remarks she's going to come back with it. Is it going to be a loving thing? Is it going to be a cutting thing? No clue just yet. One of the biggest sets of dialogue that we get from her is when we see her in the new trailer where she says, you know, you look good, a little rough around the edges, but still she look good. And before that, there's the line from her where she says, you know, you're looking for something. Is it, you know, revenge, money or something else? You can see that line of dialogue almost being stitched together with the whole business about you look good, a little rough around the edges and whatnot, because... That whole vibe is about the fact that they haven't seen each other in multiple years. And so why is Han Solo suddenly seeking her out now? It certainly seems to be him seeking her out and not the reverse. So clearly there's some water on the bridge. We know that for sure. But as a person in this universe who has learned to survive and has learned that people are playing angles all the time, knowing, of course, the Han Solo that she grew up with was a guy who was running street scams since he was 10 years old, right? She knows that he's up to something. And so you could see that conversation happening early on, especially with someone who she, I'll say, trusts maybe about as far as she can trust anyone in this world because of the history that they have together. 
We also don't know what kind of state their relationship was in when they last saw each other before they then see each other in this nightclub scenario. But certainly it's not a frosty greeting or anything like that. So it seems like however they left things, they left things in a pretty good place. And there's something that we can glean from Amelia Clark's costuming as well. So the scene where she comes walking off the Millennium Falcon and she has that wonderful red cape billowing out behind her and L3 is trailing along like L3 is supposed to be a droid servant or something like that. So if you remove the cape from her outfit, then the outfit she's wearing is the one where she is throwing what is probably some kind of thermal detonator or something like that. And whatever action is transpiring that also has Lando drawing a blaster and shooting a thing. So wherever they show up with uh, <laughs> on the Millennium Falcon and dress to kill, they are definitely beaten feet in a hurry. So things, whatever happened, did not go as smoothly as they might have hoped. Now, as for the Amelia Clark interview on Entertainment Weekly's website, well, man, there's so much in it from Amelia Clark. It's rather remarkable. I mean, so let's just dive into some of this stuff. I mean, she says that, you know, there's obviously the romantic side of things talking about the two characters in their younger days. But she says, the beautiful thing about this Han Solo story is it's highlighting all of the most brilliant aspects of Han Solo, the character, and characterizing those aspects in characters that he meets on his journey to becoming who he is. And lest you think that it means that as a character, Amelia Clark is just going to be there to service the role of whatever hero's journey Han is on, that's not going to be the case at all. She does say in the interview that while it is Han Solo's movie, the girl gets to be a bad mamma jamma and strong and has her own journey. Kira's journey is definitely one of survival and strength. The way I felt about her was, yeah, this girl has got a core of steel. So definitely not just Han's movie. And it's a very character-y movie from what we're hearing. There was just an interview with Alden Ehrenreich and Donald Glover released on Star Wars' YouTube channel as part of the Star Wars show. And so we are definitely getting a very character-driven movie. And so that should give you some reassurance that Kira will have some of the punch that we have come to appreciate from characters like Leia and Jyn Erso and Rey. And as far as the character of Kira herself, she points out that if you see this kind of woman in a really glamorous place, but it's a really you know scoundrel-like place, then you kind of have to assume that she's been through some rough roads. And she is intentionally meant to be a little bit hard to get a hold of. And she means that from the sense of us watching as viewers, as in, are we really sure where her allegiances lie or what she might be up to? And also for the other characters interacting with her as well. She definitely plays everything close to the vest and is going to keep us guessing. At least that's the idea. And she says that it's a really challenging thing to do to be able to play a character who is not revealing everything that she's up to and, you know, not do that without kind of going wink, wink, you know, like I'm saying this, but I'm really meaning that or something like that. So she has a, a rather, a rather challenging role to play. And, you know, she's a pretty darn good actress anyway. So I think we have a, a decent shot of seeing a remarkable performance and hopefully a remarkable interaction between the two of them. All right, I'm going to take a quick break, and when I come back, a little bit more about Kira, but also about how she is just one part of a larger sphere of influence in Han's life. Stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Want a free copy of The Last Jedi in 4K UHD HDR with Dolby Atmos and Dolby Vision? It's the highest quality you can possibly watch The Last Jedi at 
courtesy of Voodoo. And starting Friday, March 16th, I'm giving away those 10 to the first 10 people who become patrons of the podcast at the $5.01 level or higher. And if you join at the 1138 level or higher, I'll throw in a free copy of The Force Awakens Trivia Book 2. Go to patreon.com slash sw7x7 to support the show and get your free copy of The Last Jedi. Again, that's patreon.com slash sw7x7. Welcome back. All right, so Amelia Clark has kind of been messing with us a little bit because in her interview with Entertainment Weekly, she says, you know, hey, why don't you hear anything about Kira from Han? Hmm, you know, maybe something big happened between the two of them that makes it so he doesn't want to talk about her. Hmm, And I don't know if she's just trying to play with our heads or <laughs> what's going on because, of course, Han had a rich backstory and Akira was never part of it before then the Expanded Universe stuff was decanonized, if you will. And so now we know very little about Han's backstory, officially speaking. So... You know, all of her stuff about, hmm, I wonder why you haven't heard anything about her from him. Uh, you know, it doesn't really play exactly, but she may be trying to subtly hint at something about their relationship and how it's going to get very complex by the time the movie ends. And Amelia Clark also says that the character of Kira is just one of a number of women in this movie whom Han encounters and is surrounded by very strong female characters. That's pretty much the entirety of the set of female characters that he deals with. And that that's a very formative thing for Han as well. No, uh, you know, no fainting ladies, no wallflowers, no anything like that. And that ultimately kind of sets the stage for him when he meets Leia, that that's exactly the kind of person that he's going to end up falling in love with because that's exactly the kind of formative experience he's had with women growing up. So I thought that was a rather cool observation from Amelia. And so that right there is the last thing I wanted to tell you. <laughs> and so that is what we know about Kira for right now from Solo, a Star Wars story. And obviously we'll do more episodes when we learn more, assuming that they're going to give us any more prior to the film's release, which is not much more than a month away. But for now, we are done with this episode of the podcast. And I just have to say thank you so much for listening and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you go jumping out skyscraper windows, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And please support the podcast by joining us on Patreon at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a shapeshifter, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it!